Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, family, we got to have a little chat. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have to close the loop on something we learned about yesterday having to do with the coronavirus, Bradley Trainer. Yes, uh, the coronavirus forced one cruise ship. And, you know, we love to talk about, I'm kind of obsessed. And I know everyone on this show enjoys a good cruise. Holly, I think we need to get on a cruise at some point. Yeah, we got to throw that girl on a boat. We need to repop her cruise cherry. You've never been on a cruise, have you? I've never been on a cruise. Okay, we need to pop your cruise cherry Mm -hmm. uh, because I think you'll be all in. But here's the thing. We talked about a story yesterday wherein the Diamond Princess, which is a, a princess cruise ship, was forced to dock outside of Yokohama, Japan, and undergo... Some of the passengers were supposed to go uh, under testing because there were thoughts that some of them might have been uh, carrying the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out um, at least 20 thus far, according to Japanese health officials, uh. have tested positive. They have tested 102 people so far of those 20 are positive. The first 10 cases were announced yesterday and on this and the second 10 today um, now, here's the thing. So we learned about that yesterday, and as a result, Princess Cruises decided to quarantine that ship. I actually think it was the Japanese government quarantined that ship, meaning they could not um, dock for two weeks. So, or well, they couldn't like people couldn't get off the dumb ship for two weeks, right? And yesterday we had this whole conversation where I was like, I don't know. On the one hand, I mean, you're on a cruise ship. On the other hand. I don't know that I want to be stuck on a cruise ship because, like, are we getting the full meal deals? Are we getting the, is the casino open? Like, what are the rules here? Yeah, do you get to kick back on the Lido deck and have your uh, virgin pina coladas? From the New York Times article today where they uh, had somebody report on this, quote, I keep hearing painful coughs. Uh, This is not good. uh, So here's the thing. Um, Things are are looking up for the people, the 2,000, by the way, I think we said it was like 3,700 or something, but it's 2,000 people quarantined on this cruise ship. Things are looking up. But here's why this is maybe not as exciting as you want it to be. The things that we're looking up included meals coming on a more regular schedule. What does that mean? It means meals coming to your cabin delivered by people in... Oh, hazmat suits. Hazmat suits. I don't know if they're wearing hazmat suits. Everybody has to stay in their room. So you are quarantined to your room. Now, the Internet was upgraded to wider bandwidth. So everybody's able to communicate with the outside world. And there was even official approval to breathe some fresh air. What do I mean by that? This is still just day two of a two-week quarantine. And there is still a persistent concern about spreading the virus Uh, and the long days ahead of people stuck inside their cabins. They did say, um, here's one person, quote, 
on Twitter. I keep hearing painful coughs from a foreigner in a nearby room. Oh my gosh. I might get infected today or tomorrow. I mean, that seems a little dire. Oh gosh. Other passengers have been whiling away some of the time on social media. Uh, they said of, there were more hopeful signs. One noted that supplies were being moved into port and that ambulances were in position. Another said that entertainment crews had been calling guest rooms to cheer people up and toilet paper had been distributed. Oh, gosh. I am. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? Do, 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 do. We're going <laughs> to sing you a song. Can we talk about it is one thing to be stuck in a cruise room that has an, a window to the outside world or a balcony. Yeah. It is quite another to be in an interior cabin. Like Yardley Wong, a passenger oh. who's in an interior cabin with no windows, traveling with her six-year-old son. They said... Oh, I um, can't even. Quote, I'm so looking forward to it. The it uh, was that they were going to allow small groups with face masks to breathe air on open decks. She said permission had been granted with those in windowless rooms like hers allowed to go out first because i i wonder i bet you can't even go out on your balcony no although i would probably you know open the door a little bit and just uh take some time out there okay Um, this sounds like a so this is not this is not what we wanted it to be i don't think like in my head i was like two weeks on a cruise ship yeah like just shut the infected people (laughs) in you know their own quarters I mean, my Kindle will get a lot of work, but oh, but I then I also think about it with three kids in a small room. That would be if they were all healthy. Yeah, that would be a nightmare. And if one got unhealthy because they accidentally touched the you know rail that somebody who had it. Well, and can touched? you imagine you're oh. sitting in the room and you hear? <laughs> you would just very quickly think the world is coming to an end. Oh gosh! And you're going to get screwed. So anyway, oh, that's terrible. Our um, thoughts and prayers go out to the people stuck on the Diamond Princess. Although you know, I do hope that uh, Princess gives them, you know, um, I don't know what their Vouchers? loyalty system is. No, I'm thinking like okay, because we get real excited. We just booked a cruise, you know, for 2022. Mm-hmm. It's a long story. <laughs> And I mean, it, how long is the story? Yeah, you booked a cruise. We you saw cruise. one. You liked it. Yeah, exactly. But the point I wanted to make is that you get, um, so like on Royal Caribbean, mm-hmm. you get points, right? Mm-hmm. Every cruise you take for the number of nights, and if you stay in like a suite, you get more points. My point is, mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to give them points for those two weeks. Can we talk about this though? Because that would bump up your status, man. But Bradley, you, <laughs> if after spending two weeks. On a cruise ship, you might be... Done with cruise ships? Yep, you might go, that might not be the uh, vacation my family's looking for. I think the thing that would get me through at least the first week is like the novelty and the like, wow, I have a story that very few people are ever going to have, which is the two weeks. That would get you through the whole week? I'm saying that would get me through a week for sure, because I'd be like tweeting people and I'd be doing interviews. I'd call into the show and be like, hey guys... I'm stuck on a cruise ship. I'm it's stuck not on that a cruise fun. ship. I'd be calling Good Morning America like, what do you guys want to know? <laughs> I'm just saying that would get me about a weekend. Oh, uh, the second week would be a little, I think you'd get a little cuckoo in the cabeza. Yeah, I'm, I, think, I, I think I'd be there by day five. Okay, so speaking of the coronavirus, I'm, I have to tell you a sad story. Oh. As if that one wasn't sad oh, enough. No. But this actually is, I mean, I, people should know this story. Okay. Um, I got this uh, news alert this morning about this, and I thought, 
Okay, this story is a little too much. It's terribly sad. The a 34-year-old doctor by the name of Li Wenliang, uh, he is a doctor who worked in Wuhan. He has passed away from the coronavirus. But what makes this very interesting is he was one of the first people to see this illness in the hospital that he was working in. Uh, and he reported it on a message board with several of his uh, former med school classmates explaining to them to be alert about this particular illness that looks like SARS. Mm-hmm. Well, he was being pursued by the police mm-hmm. for what they were calling rumor mongering. Yeah. And so he was in trouble for sounding the alarm. This is actually on the, coronavirus. The thing that you just pointed out, there's actually a, a wonderful episode of the, the New York Times Daily podcast that talks about why it was this disease kind of showed up the way it did because of the sort of pressure healthcare workers and people in positions of power to make decisions in critical moments uh, are under because uh, they don't want to stick out and they don't want to be blamed for um, something bad going wrong. Mm -hmm. And so people uh, in China at those levels tend to avoid sounding alarms. Mm -hmm. And clearly the the guy you just brought up was a perfect example. He was being hounded by the police for rumor mongering and he was just trying to sound the alarm. And what ended up happening is he ended up contracting coronavirus from one of his patients. Uh, and that happened in late January. It was confirmed that he had coronavirus uh, the 1st of February. And now um, today he's passed away. Oh, that's Isn't that so awful? Sad. Okay. Can, um, yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Sorry. I, I brought us down. No. Can I bring but you up? I do want people to be aware. Yes. Can I um, bring, bring you up? up? Actually, this is not going to bring you up, but it, it's really important. So like. Coronavirus aside, it's a it's a type of flu virus, right? Right. Um, or at least it's a virus. I don't know what defines an actual flu virus, but here's the thing. So in this country, we get we get flu shots, right? Because right? there's the flu. I think they do it in other countries too yeah. because science. But we were talking about this in the tease, the crossover with Donna and mm-hmm. Steve, and you know they just had the flu, and it sounds like I was doing a little reading. That um, the flu this year, the vaccine wasn't on target totally. Mm -hmm. So because they I think at least Donna had gotten the vaccine, but she still got this new flu. And it sounds like there's a second wave of this flu that's coming through. And while the flu vaccine will give you some protection, it's not maybe going to be 100 percent. And it Mm -hmm. may have cut the duration of the flu short and all that stuff. But so they were talking about that in the crossover. And I said, yeah, that's why it's so critical that people get their flu shot, because Last year, and actually it's like the 2017-2018 flu season, nearly 80,000 people died of the flu. And uh, well over 100,000, close to 200,000 people were hospitalized. So this Mm -hmm. is like, that's like a city, right? Right. 80,000 people dying from the flu. And less than half of the people who should get the flu shot actually do every year. And so it's just like, you know, coronavirus, no, there's currently not a vaccine. There hopefully will be at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's why it would be critical then to get the vaccine. So if you are scared of the coronavirus, the good news is there's something even deadlier in your own backyard that you can actually proactively do something about. Yes. And it's not even too late right now to get the flu shot. And don't take my word for it. That's straight from the CDC. Yeah. The Center for Disease Control, who actually actively uses science 
to study these diseases and how they're spread and how we can prevent getting them. Yay! Well, because I because somebody said and I said like we never used to get that. Why would we get it now? It's like, well, because more people will live. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm for people living. Yeah, I like life, man. I like it. Just because we didn't used to do it. I mean, they got, you know, we got triple airbags in my car. I'm kind of glad that we don't have what we had when I grew up, which was like barely. Nobody wore seatbelts. My parents, I don't know about my mom today because she can't put up with the beeping. So she probably wears her dumb seatbelt. But Mm -hmm. growing up, my parents we're like, I ain't wearing no seatbelt. And actually, if thank you for bringing up the seatbelt because uh, if you are if you are one or know somebody who argues about getting the flu shot, uh, because they think it doesn't, it's not really going to matter. They're like a really healthy person; they never get sick. But like, think about how a seatbelt protects you from further injury. Yeah, and like, it's not perfect. People right. still because they'll be like, well, people still die of the flu. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but like. Would you want to be the guy who wasn't wearing a seatbelt who went through the windshield and you didn't have to? Yeah. Like, if you were going to die anyway, well, you know, that's too that's sad. But, like, a certain number of people weren't going to die. Yeah. So, also, here's what I always think about. Don't make it about you. Yes. Make it about the people around you. Think of the old people around yes. you. And the babies. And the babies. You're actually saving babies' lives by getting the flu shot. Yes. Think about it that way. And Again, don't take my word for it. That's science. That's the CDC. Mm-hmm. It's called herd immunity. Google it. Read about it. Learn about it. Mm-hmm. Um, just do the right thing and and 80,000 people won't have to die next year. Public health. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. And please, don't, please don't send me your hot takes on why you think I'm wrong. Uh, Bye. Yeah, or if they do, I mean... Like, I don't know, we're up We'll for just it. read them on the air. Yeah. Elizabeth Reese is on her <laughs> way in. She's bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese has arrived. She's brought so much dirt. It's just very dirty in here. So dirty. It's a dirt alert. So much to talk about. Happy Thursday, everybody. Um, Okay, I wanted to talk about this because Gail King, I'm just, I'm a big fan of Gail King. I like to listen to everything she says. Mm -hmm. Just think she's interesting. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. She's great on that CBS morning show. Yeah. She is very upset with her network. Mm. And I also love that Gail King has the cojones Does and the ability yeah. to like 
speak about it. This is what happens when you have a couple of other jobs mm-hmm. too. And, and your you, friend is Oprah. And your friend is Oprah. Yeah. And you just don't care. Sold. You yep. can say, I mean, she's she's an editor at large at O Magazine. She's got plenty of income streams. And um, frankly, CBS This Morning is just lucky to have her. Yeah. Because without oh, her, sure. they would have nothing. Yeah. The two other guys are fine, but they're not Gail King. I will never forget what Oprah told her when she went in to negotiate. Oh, tell me. Get what you want. Get exactly what you want. Wow. Because you deserve it. That's really good. Yeah, I loved it. Go we on. We should all hear that. I know. Um, so here's what happened. CBS uh, released a clip of Gail King addressing Kobe Bryant's 2003 sexual assault case, which you'll remember was settled out of court in 2005. She certainly, I mean, a lot of people have brought this up in the wake of his death, and yeah. it's been very controversial for media people to bring it up. Yep. There was a Washington Post reporter who was suspended yep. for tweeting out about it. Um, and so what Gail King said at that time um, was it's been said that his legacy is complicated because of a sexual assault charge that was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? Who she was talking to was Lisa Leslie. And this was the interview that they did. And now CBS released that specific clip. Yeah, because they wanted to titillate. Yeah. And so what uh, Gail King said on Instagram is I've been reading the comments about the interview I did with Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant. And I know that if I had only seen the clip that you saw, I'd be extremely angry with me, too. I'm mortified, I'm embarrassed, and I'm very angry. Unbeknownst to me, my network put up a clip from a very wide-ranging interview, totally taken out of context. And when you see it that way, it's very jarring. It's jarring to me. I didn't even know anything about it. So fans of Kobe Bryant found this line of questioning disrespectful and distasteful. Vivica A. Fox, who's an actress, Mm -hmm. she posted it saying, waking up to this, she was just really mad. I realize people have to do their job, but this is disrespectful in my opinion. And then Gail King said uh, she started getting calls. What are you doing? Why did you say this? And she um, couldn't believe it. Yeah. You understand like, okay, so pragmatically speaking in the moment, functionally, I get all of this and I feel hor- like I can just imagine like being in this spot, not because I'm Gail King or ever will be, but that. A piece of something you said will be taken out of context, and that is what people will react to. Mm -hmm. And you totally understand, like, all of the things she said make total sense, right? She totally gets it. Also, though, there's such a another issue going on that I wish at some point people will be comfortable having a conversation about. Like, why are people this upset about it? Like, yes, it was a bad choice editorially, Mm -hmm. you know, sure. Okay, but like, acknowledge that and move on. But like if but it's the world we live in, like that's him. That's right. a part of his story. I think it's you know, what's unfortunate is that it's and I think this happens with a lot of people in grief that when you lose someone, you have this tendency to just paint them as this holier than thou perfect person. Mm-hmm. Like now that they've passed away, it's time to just refer to them as only good things. That old adage, don't speak ill of the dead. And I don't really think that's fair. You know, I mean, people are people. And this was a big deal when it happened. And it also wasn't, um, it was about this alleged victim and her story. But then it was also about Kobe Bryant openly cheating on his wife. I mean, at that time, they had like a six-month-old. I mean, it is a complicated situation. And I think when 
you're right. It's it is fascinating to me to see this just like immediate like shut it down. You're horrible and you're a horrible person if you even mention that yeah. that happened. Well, I'll tell you, it's interesting. I will. I won't even get into why I was having this discussion with some people yesterday, but we were having a discussion about kind of the modern day culture and how social media has made it so that everybody feels like they have to have an immediate hot take. Yeah. And it has to be fully formed and yeah. it has to be well articulated. Well, also well articulated in like two words. Exactly. Yes. And tweetable. And it doesn't allow people any longer culturally to uh, give any grace to a person or accept that we as people are all flawed people. Right. And that you can be you can think the world of somebody and their accomplishments and not really approve of a part of who they were. We're in an all good or all, or yeah, all that's bad it. culture. And, and it's just and it's exhausting. Not, it and is, it's not realistic. It's not getting us anywhere good. No. Right no now. At the point that you find yourself yelling at Gail King because of a person you have no like person, like at the point that you're attacking other people on behalf of somebody who doesn't need you to do that. Like right. I, there's just, it's a, it's a weird, a weird headspace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And Gail King can be upset for, with her network yes. sure. about that, that, whatever, but for totally you valid. to be enraged by Gail King, I feel like is a little, huh. requires some examination. Like, why wouldn't Vivica Fox just pick up the phone and, and say, Gail, Gail, what's going on? Yeah. Thank you, Elizabeth Reese. Hey, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all white. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. This is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who is on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Jack on the line. And what is Jack playing for? Jack's playing for one of these. A My Talk 1071 t shirt. All right, Jack, you ready to play the 30 second pop culture challenge? Ready. All right. The timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Gail King currently hosts the morning show for what TV network? CBS. Mick Jagger is the lead singer for which band? Rolling Stones. Renee Zellweger was previously married to which country music singer? Uh, pass. Nick Lachey was a member of what 90s boy band? 98 Degrees. Keanu Reeves plays Neo in what film franchise? The Matrix. Mick, uh, Renee Zellweger was briefly married to which country music singer? Um, Tim McGraw. No. Uh, Starts with a K. Um, oh, I'm so sorry you did not win the 30-second pop culture challenge, but no worries. Never fear. We do it every day at 1230. Thus, you will have another opportunity. Uh, Now, let's get the answer to that question that Jack didn't get correct. Uh, Renee Zellweger was briefly married to... Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney. And now that we've solved all of those uh, uh, puddles... Okay. I'm going to need you to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Let's just do some blind items. Some celebrity gossip mysteries to solve. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Listen, Colleen and Bradley, no. to our first mystery. Okay. This permanent A-plus list, mostly movie actor, agreed to come back for another installment of a franchise 
only if they agreed to never recast his role to someone younger in a few years. Okay, I want to say that's Ghost Boosters. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be Bill Murray because ain't he coming back for that movie? That's correct. Okay. (laughs) A-plus list mostly movie actor agreed to come back for another installment of a franchise. Well, what other franchises are coming back? Toop Gun? Uh, (gasps) I was going to say like the... Top Gun? Not Top Gun. No, because I don't think that is a franchise yet. Well, it's going to be it, now after that. Yeah. I could see Tom Cruise happen. doing that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Is it one of? Is it like bad? Is it Bad Boys? No, it's not. Oh, 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 oh! Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, uh, Eddie Murphy. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Die Hard. No. Oh, 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 oh! Indiana Jones. Yes! Ah! Oh, man. Good for him. Okay, read it. All right, so Harrison Ford agreed to come back for Indiana Jones 5 only if Disney agreed to never recast the role of Indiana Jones to someone younger in a few years. Good. I love him for this. Well, then they don't even need to recast him because they'll just re-digitize the likeness of Harrison Ford and we'll have Indiana Jones, you know, 27. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Good for you, Harrison Ford. I'm on your side. Yeah. All right. Okay. Blinded by the item. Here's another celebrity gossip mystery for you to solve, Colleen and Bradley. Okay. Of course, the barely there celebrity parent of this barely there celebrity was thrilled she was getting married. Since then, the offspring has been able to support everyone and they haven't had to work. There has been no more talk of tax liens or losing their homes in foreclosure either. Mm. Huh. So a barely there celebrity. And Parent a of a par- barely there yes. celebrity. Right. So two people to think about. That are barely there. Yeah. And what does recent- barely there mean? Like they're not quite celebrity or they're not quite alive with all their faculties. faculties. They're both very much alive. They're just not that famous but i would argue that they have been made famous by their adjacent relationship to other celebrities at least the barely their celebrity offspring okay they're so. in a famous family both of them oh 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 are your o's gonna lead to a name katherine schwarzenegger Oh, okay. The barely their celebrity parent of the barely their celebrity. So the barely their celebrity got married last year. Okay. Well, actually, they got married the year before, but they had the wedding ceremony is last this year. A, is this a what's her face? Go ahead, Haley Baldwin Bieber. Yeah, because remember oh, they got married. Oh, and it was uh, Stephen Baldwin. Okay. Because they got married after the marriage. Right. Interesting. Of course, Stephen Baldwin, father of Haley Baldwin Bieber, was thrilled that she was getting married to Justin Bieber because since then, Haley Baldwin Bieber has been able to support everyone and Stephen Baldwin hasn't had to work. 
There have been no more talks of tax liens or losing their home in foreclosure oh, either. What an odd situation. I think that's horrible. Mm-mm. You want to expand on that? Could, would you in good conscience take a salary from your child? No, no and that's what I was hoping. I was mean, the direction pay for my on. pay my house note off. Sure. Give me a brand new car. Sure. Let me go on fabulous vacations. Absolutely. Right. But I ain't collecting a paycheck. Oof. Mm-mm. That's just sad. Uh uh-uh. uh. Because then you're beholden. The reason I say that is because from a practical standpoint, then you essentially have to just like, you know, <clears throat> live at the whim of your children. Eat things like it's ice cream yes, is I what I'm you. saying. You have to put up with a lot of do, ice do. cream. Do do. <laughs> <sighs> Sounds like a don't don't. Mm-hmm. All right. Another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. Here we go. Okay. Speaking of music videos, this foreign-born former A-plus list boy bander wanted to make out with a guy in the new music video, but the record label said no. Is that Sterry Hiles? Yes. Interesting. Also known as Harry Harry Styles. Styles. Yeah. So, speaking of music videos, Harry Styles wanted to make out with a guy in his new music video, but the record label said no. Yeah, of course. That's not. rude. Well, I mean, is it though? Yes. Let them let him make I out mean, with whoever yeah, he wants to make out with. I'm just saying in the year of our Lord 2020, I just don't know that um the world is ready for Harry Styles to make out with a man? Not I mean it's one thing for a girl to do it. I'm saying at the level of a Harry Styles in pop music. I'm not saying in the world. I'm not saying somebody who is in a different role in music than he is in. But he is like a cookie cutter, institution, factory produced, institutional I I, boy band. I guess I feel like um, th- his audience, I feel like, would be... They, Fine with this. They might very well be, but remember, this is the same industry that let um, a woman's manager rape her and okay, force gosh, her okay. to. No, you're right. Continue working with him. So I kind of no, just don't right. have a lot of hope for the record. You're right. Industry, the music industry. Womp, womp. Do you have a shorty over there, Halls? Uh, let me look. If the answer is. Oh, good. Okay, good. Okay, so. Here's a little shorty blind item, a little brief blind item. Another drunken attempt to cut her own hair has now really shortened the overall (gasps) look for the former A-list actress turned professional party goer. Did we talk about her haircut before? Well, we talked about how this person received a dramatic haircut maybe within the past couple of months. Yeah, it was a drunk, so this is not a new story, right? No. Yeah, I can't remember now. It would have been... Oh, 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 ScarJo? No. Charlize? Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. She's this, this Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. Hayden Panettiere. Thank you. Hayden Panettiere's. <laughs> okay, fill in the blank. So, another drunken attempt to cut her own hair has really shortened the overall look for Hayden Panettiere, who is a former A-list actress turned professional party goer. I think that she Ugh. shared on her social media that she was getting another haircut, but the reality is, is she gave herself another oh, haircut. Honey. 
and had to get it adjusted. Ugh, this is the worst. All right. Let me come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. We have to talk about that dumb piece of spinach in Nick Jonas's teeth again. Mm-hmm. Um, because thank you to the New York Post, we have a very lengthy article about exactly who he blames for this incident. We'll tell you after this on My Talk 1071. Oh my gosh, we are still talking about that dumb piece of spinach in Nick Jonas's teeth. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, wow. yeah, I do want you to know that uh, when we talk about Nick Jonas mm-hmm. and often Priyanka Chopra, and we haven't heard about from them lately. So we're not going to talk about her today, but that's not going to stop us from calling it a Jonas bonus. It's time for a Jonas bonus. Um, But in their endless effort to stay in headlines as long as possible about the dumbest corp ever, Mm -hmm. we're still talking about that dumb piece of spinach in his teeth at the Grammys. slow news week. Bleep tooth is a... I mean, have you looked outside lately? Coronavirus! There's a lot going on. Tell me more about this little white boy's bleep tooth. Yeah, we're going to stick with the spinach. So here's (laughs) what happened. The bros, that would be the Joe bros, Hmm. uh, they were being interviewed on a FM radio station, and uh, they were asked about the bleep tooth, about the spinach in his teeth at the Grammy Awards. Okay. And uh, Nick said... What I'm baffled by is that I'd only eaten one thing just hours before the performance. Now, here we get a little insight into the life and times of Nick Jonas. He said, I had what I have every day for breakfast. An egg white omelet, spinach, mushrooms, a little bit of feta cheese. <laughs> so now, FYI, uh, that's gonna be like to a somebody at OK Magazine, yeah. when you're putting together the what does Nick Jonas eat every day, that's his breakfast. So somebody get started on that right now. Anyway, uh, he said, but then his brother, Kevin, piped in and said, oh, I have to tell you guys something. We haven't talked about this. He said, right before the performance, I did a teeth check with Joe and then Joe did one with me. I haven't told you this and I forgot to mention it. Meaning the other bros did a spinach check on each other's teeth, but nobody, but they left Nick out there hanging. Question. Does Nick know where they have mirrors at? Why didn't he do it? You don't even need a mirror anymore. You're an adult. You get your mobile telephone and you stick it. Yeah, you do that that, a lot. Yeah. I'm saying you use your phone as a mirror. I do because it's like, who needs a mirror? You got your phone. I'm just saying like, you know, next time you go to the bathroom, just, you know. Give it a look. Give it a look. Give it a look. See, well, good news. Your teeth, I mean. Uh, Well. Or whatever else you want to look at, True. right? Yeah. You're it's in your there. opportunity. Exactly. Um, so here's the good news, though. Nick has said that he does not blame his brothers. He does say it was funny. It was a little embarrassing, but that it's not his brother's responsibility to make sure he's brushed his teeth before a show. Um, it is, however, totally on them because they didn't mention his spinach tooth all day. Why are we talking about this? I know, but we're going to keep talking because we're not done. But I mean, who, why, what? He did. And then he went on to say, you could be having the best year of your career at the top of your game, performing on the Grammys as a nominee. 
and still have spinach in your teeth. Yeah, because you have teeth and you eat food. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not like, like, oh, wow, you have reached this new level of personenhood where one would expect you don't have to deal with spinach in your teeth. What? He's just but so can humble. I just also say that it's like, I don't know who I am more disappointed in. The Joe Bros. Yourself? Myself. I'm on the list. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or whoever the person was sitting and watching at home that saw that. What do you mean? Well, HDTV. Yeah, but oh, you can't. It lie. wasn't like he wasn't like Doctor Teeth and the uh, what's the name of that band on the Muppets? The Electric Mayhem. Yeah, he doesn't. He was just saying. Yeah, but come on. If you saw Bleep Tooth, you're gonna. You can't not see Bleep Tooth, and then the whole time you're like, oh my god, he has that thing. That's why I'm just like, you know, personal responsibility. Take responsibility for your Bleep Tooth. That ain't your brother's problem. That ain't nobody else's problem. That's your problem. Mm. And also, tell me something more interesting about yourself than your bleep tooth. Give like, me something is, else to focus on. It is February 6th. When did this happen? Uh, at the Grammys. When was the Grammys? That was like four weeks ago. It was a while ago. Was it four weeks ago? Not quite. It was last month. It was like three weeks ago. Okay. Like, why? More than two. Where? When? (laughs) But less than five. How? Where are we in time and space? I'm not sure. (laughs) Who? What? Where? Why? During an interview of for Capital FM, like, I would like these radio people. Actually, it's not the radio, because we'd probably be like, oh, you're bleep tooth. Remember you bleep tooth? No, I'm actually mad at the radio people, too, because here's the thing. You've got Nick Jonas in a seat in your... Uh, the, what's the question you ask? Tell us about your fake marriage. Yeah, well, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's why they'll never be on this show. Right? Um, but then also the New York Post's Hannah Sparks, if that indeed is her real name. Let me look at some other articles. Oh, look at this. Hannah Sparks, also author of such articles as Penguin Vocabulary Similar to Humans. <laughs> What a crock, bold leopard snatches raw meat from the jaws of a crocodile, and uh, new cannabis compound could get you 30 times higher than THC. I think she was on that drug when she wrote this article, because she actually sat in a chair yeah. and said, you know what I'm going to write three weeks after the fact about this radio article, or this radio interview that Nick Jonas did about his bleep tooth from three weeks before. And don't worry about it, guys. He doesn't blame his brothers. So the Joe Bros, they're still cool. They're not going to break up over this. Yeah, but remember our blind item from earlier this week? Which one? Where it essentially said that Nick and Joe Jonas oh. really like hanging oh, out, yeah. and then poor sad Kevin. They're gonna leave Kevin. Do you think by they've the ever had sex with a woman together? Okay, I have a separate thought about that. That is a question that you ask them. That is not the question yeah. is not about your bleep tooth. It's like, have you slept with a woman in the same room together? <laughs> More, please. What other questions would you ask? Um, are two of you gay? Because yeah. the rumors are the two of you are gay. And and the one of those is not Kevin. So do the math. Oh, I never... Did I ever tell you about the... So I had this amazing uh, Uber driver mm-hmm. when we were in California right after Christmas, but before New Year's. And she was all in on all of our conspiracy theories. Yeah, that's the one that um, said that what's-his-name was the thing. Yes. That Chris Pratt was looking to be a politician. Yes. More on that tomorrow. Yes. 
But one of the things that she talked about was, you know, that we've been so focused on Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra's relationship and how she's a beard for him. But that also Joe and Sophie Turner, that's not purely for love either. Yeah, that it's a publication. And do you know what else she said? Because she's lived in L.A. around Hollywood her entire life. Yep. And she says it's like everybody in Hollywood knows that oh, nothing sure. is real. And everyone smokes. And everyone smokes. It's the, it's the rest of us. It's the other well, it's, 49 states that aren't clear on what's going on. Okay, here's the one and only time for today or the near future that we're ever going to talk about politics. The same is true of politicians. They all talk. They all know each other's business. They all know what they're going to do. They all act like they hate each other. They don't. There are a couple that are probably out there. Ted Cruz. Um, but, <laughs> but they literally all are, know each yeah, other's it's business. All a show. They, they know better to, to the, they know, they know to keep it to themselves is yep. what I'm saying. Just like celebrities know yeah. to keep it to themselves. Yeah. They're not going to go around tattling everybody else's business, Yeah, but they know. Mm, oh, they know. They all deserve each other. Just oh, like these celebrities. They know. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is the band that you absolutely have to see when they come through town? 651-641-1071. Like, for example, for me, it's the Rolling Stones because, you know, we don't ever know if it's going to be our last time because they might stop touring Bradley. Stop that. My Talk 1071. Everything. You just got to keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Entertainment. At Nutritional Weight and Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.